I had the sea within me. The tide was out. Nothing new in our part of the world. It's a kind of silence that you get used to after a while. It was summer too, and that was rare. You don't notice the two things coming together. And we were away from the sea, and although we could feel it, the breezes were always cooler when they blew in from the estuary. It was odd not walking along the tide. But then again, today was different. We were by the old bridge, the one that spanned the canal, the old one. The bridge that lifted and held up the traffic for ages whilst the long narrowboats passed underneath from the Docklands. The ships had passed out with the tide in the morning. The world was wide and deep, and somehow you could feel it behind the mountains that you could see across the bay on a day as clear and as bright as that one. Anyway, there's a reason for this, because you don't really know when it happens, until it does. It's not memory, it's more than that. A feeling maybe, but more than that too. One of those moments when life bursts in and opens your eyes just a little bit wider. It can be at any time. I think age lessens it somewhat, but it can come through a place, a person, or even after having too much or even too little of something. It changes you. And this was one of the first times for me. The first was my sister coming home. The second was being thrown out of school. The third, the ongoing one, was watching big shadows of leaves play on my bedroom wall. That time at high tide. But today, I'm writing about the morning and about that bridge. On that morning, there was a, I know, a kind of extra brightness to everything. The light, you see, was special. I think the way everything stopped for something slower than they were was impressive. As if two different times were overlapping. A fast one, modern and quick to hold on to. And a slow one that took a ripple of a time, no more, with it. I remember the sky on that day, the way car drivers too switched off their engines and waited without fuss or anger. I remember too held high on my granddad's shoulders to watch it all happen. Mind you, it might have been Uncle Simon. I never knew the difference between the two at that age. Someone did. That's why he was my uncle, I guess, when I knew inside that that was what I was to call him. But looking back from here, He was neither granddad nor uncle. So going back to those moments, those moments are real. Or maybe, maybe they are super real because they somehow impact upon who you are. This was another of one of those times when I looked outside of myself and separated from the me that was there to a new me that had the choice not to be there. I felt a bit like the outsider from the French novel by Camus. Yet too young to even read, I sort of knew it somehow. I could choose not to join the moment, and by doing so, see it differently. Maybe to see it how it is, really is. I just remember the feeling, the sky, being high up, and the way everything just stopped. That impressed me. It still does. I've always wanted to see behind things, behind the description. But I knew even then... I was just four or five, that it would have a price. You see, if you start to feel the tide go out, you have a choice to go with it or you can stay behind. At that time, I did neither, but I never lost that in-between feeling. 
I didn't know it then, but it was a symbolic moment for me. Forever after things had different meaning, for things were not just how they looked. They became what they were because of how I connected with them. I knew to live well, I had to see the world differently. And in some things, I did not have a choice. My eyes would be opened whether I wanted them to or not. I must have lost consciousness for a while because I remember Simon's face peering at me as if I had gone missing for a while. I had. There was a roaring of traffic in my ears and a reassuring clunk as the well-oiled roads joined again in the middle of the bridge. He lifted me up. I looked over his shoulder to see the river, low and sparkling, the town called New Brighton, sparkling in palaces of green and gold and silver, and row after row of terraced housing, marching to the waterside. Seagulls curved and cut into the azure sky, and in the very far distance I could just see lines of departing smoke that reached over the horizon. I carried this new silence of distance and possibilities within me. Simon was a good man. I was sure, and even now I can feel myself bobbing along on his shoulders and playing with his thinning thatch of hair as we stopped on the middle of the bridge with the cars sprawling slowly, sprawling slowly and crawling at our side. It was quite a long queue. I could see the barge below move slowly piled up with coal, and another with scrap metal behind it. It was soothing somehow. The slow time, I mean. I watched the ripples fade out to the sides. Simon put me down, and we walked back to Blucher Street where my mum was living and looking after Nana. That night, as I lay in bed, a storm blew in. The leaves were in a crazy melee of patterns on the wall and I could hear the tide race in massive waves, pounding the beach, even above the rattling sound of the trains, the trains that brought the commuters home from the city. Low tide, high tide, storm and calm. I remember falling asleep that night, feeling alone for the very first time. But it was okay, for I had the sea within me. <laughs>